Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview was at the Toronto International Film Festival 2019 and was a real treat for me. It was, it was a, a thrill uh, on, on a variety of levels. It was uh, an engaging and important conversation, I think, about the new film, Hearts and Bones. And you're going to want to, I think you're going to want to listen to this interview. And I think more importantly, you're going to want to see this film. It's currently at the festival and, and can be seen, uh, I hope, in the very near future in theaters around the globe, but also uh, on video on demand. I'm going to apologize for a bit of a longer intro uh, today, just because I want to capture some of the, the highlights for you as as you think about uh, as staying tuned. So we had um, Andrew Lurie, Balude Watson, uh, Ben Lawrence, a director, documentarian who's taken on uh, narrative film, and Hugo Weaving. And I hope you know who that is. Uh, and it was great to have him uh, at the table as well, to have such a uh, uh, intimate uh, opportunity to to go deeper, to talk about relationships, and to talk about uh, war photography, and 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 about about remembering. About uh, we we got into issues around trauma and PTSD, and 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 uh, what what makes a good marriage. Uh, Balude has some of the best lines in the film that are that we talk about that are going to make you smile, and 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 you're going to you, again, you're going to want to a little shout out for the film Hearts and Bones, but you're going to want to see them in context. So make make sure you do that. So we step into this really wide and deep conversation about things that matter and and uh, it's it's an extended conversation and one and one that um Again, like I say, I was just uh, thrilled, thrilled to be a part of. So stay tuned. Hearts and Bones coming right up. Can you tell there's uh, a little bit of excitement here in my voice? So I hope that's got you interested. And and you're you're don't touch that dial for crying out loud. Leave it alone. I we we don't have any dials anymore, I suppose. But anyway, stay tuned. Coming right up. Hugo Weaving, Balude Watson. Uh, Andrew Lurie and uh, Ben Lawrence coming right up. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about uh, my writing. And uh, you can pick up a copy of my book, Real Changes Incremental, there. I would love for you to 
do that, if you want to book me as a speaker, that's the place to do it at, uh, or to uh, maybe even book a, a, a podcast. But also uh, face-to-face-live.ca. So many podcasts there. We've picked up some really interesting interviews this year at TIFF and, and uh, some new 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 filmmakers uh, coming out and some foreign filmmakers and some stuff that you're going to want to engage with. So stay tuned for that. If you want to advertise with face-to-face, you can do that. You can do that online, uh, banner ads in our email. And by the way, sign up for our email list. Please share it with others. Get the word on the street about face-to-face. It's growing. And we're excited about that, and, and, and I want it to grow more. And if you uh, want to become a part of it in, in any way, you can actually support us financially through Patreon. And if you can't do that, please leave a, a, a review for us on one of the, your favorite uh, d- usual uh, digital suspects, Spotify, iTunes. It, it really is helpful in getting the word on the street. And, and then uh, the other platform where I appear, I'm very proud of, Rabble.ca, news for the rest of us, alternative media, bloggers, podcasters writers, journalists, people talking about issues that matter, much like what you're going to hear in today's interview, Hugo Weaving, Andrew Lurie, Balude Watson, Ben Lawrence, coming right up, talking about their new brilliant, touching, thoughtful, and important film, Hearts and Bones. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by, uh, well, actually, it's my largest interview at the, the TIFF this year, TIFF 2019, here somewhere in Toronto. We're uh, on a very, in a 48th floor of some building looking out over the uh, lake, beautiful view. I'm here with Balude Watson, uh, Hugo Weaving, Andrew Lurie, and uh, Ben Lawrence. I almost called you Benjamin Franklin, and I'm apologizing <laughs> I'll for take that. that. Even, yeah, yeah, there's some wisdom there, right? Yeah. So, so thank you for coming, and Congratulations on a remarkable film, um, uh, touching, uh, engaging, uh, layered, uh, subtle and nuanced. There, I mean, there's so much going on in this film. Your performances, Balude, Andrew, are just astounding, and uh, and Hugo as well. It, it just it spoke to me on, on, on a lot of levels. All my listeners know, or most of my listeners know, I, I work in international development, and so I was drawn in just from reading the synopsis, frankly. So thanks for coming, and, and congrats. And I think you should just tell us a little bit about the standing ovation that you guys got last night. Oh, look, it was a wonderful reception. I mean, it's always uh, a little bit of trepidation coming to uh, another audience overseas. We'd shown the film in Australia, and uh, we didn't know how it was going to go. But I always hoped that it was going to be received well, particularly in a city that is, I feel, so similar to Sydney. Um, Sydney's such a big character in the film, but it could, could this story could play out anywhere. You know, there's, there's refugees everywhere, war photographers virtually live everywhere, um, certainly in the major centres. And it was this um, story for me that had been brewing for a long time. And... Um, it could have, you know, it could have been London. Who know, who knows where it could have been set? So to get that reception, a standing ovation last night in Toronto, felt right. But it was so special, and um, I'll always remember. World, it. world premiere, yes. International premiere. International yeah, premiere. we shot in Sydney. Right. Festival. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So I was. We had a conversation about another film today, and we were joking about well. Could have been in another world, so you can have more than one world premiere. Was the conclusion yeah. that we came to? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so uh, Hugo, are you are you a man of hope? Ah, well, no, that's a good, very good question. I certainly, you know, what I, uh, I've always considered myself to be a positive, um, hopeful creature. I feel less so these days, uh, I must say, particularly at the, the sort of political climate, the world, where we are at at the moment, uh, all around the world. It makes me feel like a lot of things that. Um, a lot of things are under threat, you know. We're, we're, we're living in a very disturbed, dangerous world, I think, at the moment. So I'm, I'm um, yeah, I'm pretty less hopeful than I 
a little more. A little, normally be. Little, you're supposed to, aren't you supposed to get wiser as you get older? Uh, well, I always thought that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you're I wise. Always, but just, I always look forward, as a child, I look forward to the idea of one day I'll be a wise old man with a white beard. Now, look, here I am. I've got a white beard. I'm not sure I'm wise. I'm getting older. But yeah. uh, I, I feel, I, in many ways, I feel stupider these days than I, than I would have done once upon a time. Interesting. Uh, less, less um, I think a lot of us feel less, uh, more impotent. Uh, less able to affect change but it doesn't stop you from trying doesn't stop you from engaging with the world I certainly keep on engaging with it and travelling and learning and reading and trying to do what I can but I, my, my sense of hope for the planet is, is mm. diminishing yeah mm. I, uh, I interviewed uh, Paul Schrader a few years back. I was fortunate enough to interview him, and it was, you know, it was one of those classic TIFF interviews where I had like 11 minutes and not a second more and had to walk in and plop, right? Classic. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it because it was one of the most cynical interviews I've ever had, and Paul basically said the same. I mean, I think with, without a smile. You're at least smiling right now uh, and laughing. <laughs> well, it depends and he wasn't. on the day sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, really, oh, totally, I, totally. I, we were talking last night to um, um, Kleber Mendoza Filio, who, who directed Bakurao, which is a wonderful film. Actually, was screened here last night at TIFF. And he's an extraordinary filmmaker. Uh, and uh, Bacarao is set in, in, a, in a town in, in North Brazil, and it's just open, just has just opened or about to open in Brazil, I think. And no, they've done the job. Yeah, they've done it's, 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 it's very well. But it's he's massively pessimistic about mm. the world because of where he comes from and right. what's happening in Brazil Con- at the moment, context, and, and what's happening in the Amazon. And this film speaks massively to Brazil, but to the whole world. And but at the same time, he's he continues to make fantastic films. He's Absolutely engaged, and they're, they're, uh, this is a really—it's a really great film. So look, you have to have these conversations because you can't ignore the, what's happening in the world around us. But um, yeah, so so uh, I'll always remain—you uh, uh, know—I'll always try and yes, remain yes, hopeful yes. as much as I can. Yes. But I'm not going to be—I'm uh, not going to be blind to the. To, to realities. realities. Yeah. You're going to be joining a, a choir, um, Voices of Hope, anytime well, soon. Hope, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> B- Balude, you you got one of, in my opinion, uh, one of the best lines of the film. I, I can't help if I know what's best for everyone. It's just so it's just so wonderful. I love that 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 you wrote such a strong uh, female character into the into the film, and and you just you just exude that as well, <laughs> like borderline pushing your husband around, but not quite. You know, in a really charming loving kind of the way and I, I love the tenderness too Andrew between the two of you and how you insist that your hair has to be uh, cut or shaved I guess by, by your wife mm-hmm. tell, tell me about uh, you to talk about you as an, an actress but also uh, the role that that, that that strong presence was that something that you uh, got out of bed thinking about or is that just you Balude? No you know when I got the script I think for me what drew me to Anishka was just she's and I'm still discovering things about Anishka oh, that's, tell, oh, it's, oh that's hilarious it, love it and the film lives on and it's that's yeah, yeah exactly awesome. it, 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 when I first got it I fell in love with her power her strength I felt that she just jumping off the page she had this quiet strength is what I called it it was not completely in your face but you could feel it you could you could 
definitely feel it when she speaks and when she the way she walks and but what I didn't see coming was her humor I didn't see that she was that funny and oh, so there's a whole lot of tongue in cheek <laughs> yeah, there there yeah. is there yeah. is and um, another favorite line is the scarlet or or hair yes, joke and yes. yeah yeah that got a that got a big, that, big it, laugh in the theater it, yeah. in Sydney too it got oh, a lot nice, of yeah nice. so that that was a pleasant surprise um, but um, I I think I'm not as confident as Anishka and I feel and think that's why I love her because she inspires me and playing her made me feel that I want to be more like her mm. I want to still have this sense of even regardless of what the world's doing and what they're saying to me and bombarded with whether it's negative messages having that quiet strength within mm. me and knowing that within me is is the is, is the quiet storm where I can nice. tell the world that this is who I am. It's not what you say. Cool. And I, that was one of the beautiful things about Anishka with the hijab. You, it's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Just wearing that, mm-hmm. you get judged and you get perceived in ways that may not necessarily be true. But she just knew, she knows herself and she knows she's not going to let society or her husband sometimes all walk all over her. And especially I, in these I times. Have a baby. To take care of in a, a twelve-hour shift, like yes. come on, right? It's a good. It's a good thing. It's, we none of us have to have children, right? I mean, it's cliche, it's, but there's a whole lot of truth in that. There is, and not just the twelve-hour workday. She's a mom, and that's a job that never ends. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a job that, and you don't get paid for that. That's right. You know, it's a job that you love to do, but it has a lot it's of. A different kind it, of it's it's a different. This is Belude speaking. Belude has her child here here with us. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Was she, was she at the showing last night? Or? She was. She was in the green room. Oh, yeah. nice. So it was beautiful awesome. because she was, yeah. you know, she was there when we were shooting because I was pregnant with her, and now she's here out of the belly experiencing it and, and getting to see what she was part of. But, yeah, Anishka, I feel like forever and ever, whatever I get, whatever will I get in the future, Anishka will always be that mark. Mm. She'll always be that Like an yeah. aspirational kind of character, almost. I really like that. I love the fact that you said you're still learning. I mean, great, yeah. great art, layered. It speaks to you mm. later, raises questions. You go yeah. back a second and a third viewing. How, how can you not with a yeah. serious film? I mean, mm. I, I'm always stunned by people who say they, they don't see value in watching a movie the sec- a second mm. time. Well, wouldn't you read a book a second time? Wouldn't you have another conversation about the same issue another time? And, and, and anyway, that's a, that's a whole other I was saying to Andrew, yeah. I've, seen, I've now seen this uh, film, I think, four times uh, in the last as many weeks. Hearts and bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, at, just at various openings. And um, uh, it keeps growing on me. Yes. Uh, yes. It actually affects me each time. And I'm staggered by um, Ben's ability to allow... Uh, the natural world into each frame to allow mm. characters to breathe within a, within a scene, to allow all those truthful complexities to to be inhab- to 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 kind of to, to appear to be there in people's um, faces, to allow someone who's not speaking, we can read their thoughts. So uh, all of those aspects of the film will necessarily maintain your interest in it on repeated viewings because you're going to be reading different things into each moment and I think that's a real strength that the film has it it actually does keep growing on you uh, even after the first, uh, it's, first it's, viewing I think it's a beautiful comment too on just that the collaborative nature of filmmaking but kind of the, the community like nature of, of, of filmmaking yeah. Yeah. right it's it's a group it's a committed uh, hopefully and without a doubt passionate group of people here around the table 
telling a, a, a variety of stories, which is also fascinating to me. Mm. There's this sort of story that you wanted to tell, I guess, when you went in and you started writing the script. But I was interviewing someone recently who said, I don't know what my film's about. Alan Zuig and his film Coppers. It's uh, about PTSD mm. and, and first responders in Canada. And it's a deeply troubling piece. And it's mostly talking heads. And he, I asked him what his film was about. And he said, I actually don't know yet. Oh, that's great, though, isn't it? Right? It's a great response. I don't yeah. know until the audience responds. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating. I think that's really interesting. And I think you work out in the making of it as well. I mean, we oh, were totally. working things out on the day and, you know, and, and we're still discovering. But there was yeah. a great quote um, that was, you never step in the same river twice. Yeah, right. And I feel like um, this film, while we, it, it plays on expectations and it's going to be one thing, it turns out to be another. And that's yeah. so much what I wanted for it. Um, but over the years, as I've changed, I think that that's reflected in the story as well. So, you know, second viewings, third viewings are great. Yeah. Andrew, you got, um, you got some great lines as well. I have to say, you got uh, some fantastic lines and so many that stood out for me. And again, what a marvelous performance. I can't believe uh, this is your first time acting on screen. Uh, it's it's re remarkable. So thank you for that. But uh, I love the relationship that the two of you develop and how you don't want it. And, 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 and near the end, too, I love... There's so much, Ben. It's ridiculous. But uh, the, the, the door, you know, you're looking at him through the door, the bars. You're not willing to come out. They got the barrier. And then you've got the barrier later with, with, with uh, Anushka. So it's just... I love the parallels, and I love those things coming out. Um, you're not strong enough to bear witness alone. I, honestly, I mean, isn't that it? Isn't that what we're doing here? we're supposed to be doing here anyway as a better human race as uh, whether we're a little too cynical or not right uh, anyway Andrew I would just love to hear uh, some more of your thoughts about about uh, your experience of making the film um, working uh, with others and and your your own personal history as well yeah for me actually the time I saw Ben he gave me actually one of the script and uh, he asked me a, a certain question, which was a bit odd to me. And he said, this is the script, and you are going to play uh, this character. You have to tell me who this person is, mm, nice. you see. And uh, because I know what Maridi is, I know how what Sudan is, and I know how dangerous that part of the world is. So. I started preparing myself before even the day started, you know. So I tried to do anything possible just to make it happen. And that's how we, we started. So when you say make it happen, you mean like get into character basically. So shooting would start at 2 p.m. You were getting into character at 10 a.m. Is that, is that what you mean? No, no, no. It's not about the shooting. But it's about what we are going to, to do, mm. you know. Uh, about the character himself, because it's mixed between Muslim and Christian. I'm a Christian. Uh, Sebastian is a Christian. Ahmed is a Muslim. So the father of um, Sebastian's father is a Muslim, uh, which is a normal thing actually happening there. It's a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to decide whether you be Christian, Muslim. That's your personal problem. You know, but we have to make it right the way it's written. So that's what we decided. Mm. I mean, Andrew raises an interesting backstory that um, 
probably isn't uh, you could dig deeper into the film but certainly Andrew's character Sebastian was raised this is what we created amongst ourselves raised as a Muslim raised raised tribally as in a tribal culture you could yeah. say and then took on the Muslim faith during the period of war and, and, and he changed his name and that's not reflected in the film but it was a story that we, we created so he, he does represent the north and south of Sudan yeah. and, and, the, and I guess certain a lot of problems that are going on but it was something within the character that created a contradiction. So it raised questions for Andrew to understand who is this man, how did he get to this point, and it was in his name that unlocked a lot of things for you, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Because it's a bit complicated there. The, the country is now divided, they split, and um, we are from the south, and um, if you need further education or anything else, you have to go to the north. And North is being controlled by Muslims, you know. So if you are there, getting a good chance of everything, uh, some people choose to change their name in order to have chances of getting these kind of things. But stronger people remain like that with their faith, you know. So, like, I'm one of them. Just remain with my name like that, and it would be till death. What is it? What is it about this? Uh, you, you're the and you're the infidel, right? <laughs> you're the infidel, right? What? Why do? What, what's with the, Ben? You're the you're the uh, humanitarian, I suppose, in a sense. Amnesty, I hear about last night. The doc, I mean, we're all humanitarians in our own way, I suppose. But uh, working with Amnesty, what, what what's with the division? Why 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 uh, not similarity through difference? Is that a fair? Well, no, there certainly question? is. It's more about contradiction and mm-hmm. and. Seeing people who you think you know, you understand. Right, right. And Anishka's a great example of that. Well, and, 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 and Sebastian too. Doesn't he say, I don't want you to, to exhibit the photos because mm. people will judge. Mm. Right? You, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned it as well earlier. Mm. People will judge and they don't, they don't take the time to understand. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. And I, and I think that when you, when you see a character, when we first introduce them, you think something about it, You think you know them. And I think once uh, Anishka opens her mouth and says something, you go, hang on. That's not what I expect so, you would yeah. say. You know, you have the, the uh, Gone with the Wind reference. Yeah. And I think that surprises people. That's, there's a humour in that because yeah. they think they know you. Yeah. And I think that's what I was hoping to create, that through that contradiction, that that unexpected comment or something like that would create an empathy to go, oh, hang on, I've got to, I've got to adjust myself now. This, this person is more dimensional. This person is not what I think. And so the film plays on that. And I hope that the, the, for that reason the characters evolve through that. And maybe there's a little shift that when you walk out in the street you think, oh, okay, well, I'm, maybe that person's going to have a, a deeper, more, a different life to what I judge them to be. Mm. So it's in that that I think that hopefully it, the film becomes interesting. For me, you know, the, uh, I've said to, uh, I, I taught international development for years at Humber College in, in Toronto, and one of the things I would say to my students, three things you need to be a, a good development worker, you need to listen uh, you need to listen, and the third thing, right? You need to listen, and this film is about listening. This is about listening to others and hearing, you know, the infidels in the room, and the Muslims in the room, and the Christians, and the choirs, and and the the man who's working too many jobs, who's tenacious and probably offending the fatah. Like it's just so. It's, you, when you said it's a bit complicated earlier about Sudan, I just <laughs> like that's the understatement of the world, right? It's so 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 hard. To listen, I I don't know why. I mean, as a parent and a, a husband, it and it it continues mm. to perplex me. And there are two, there are at least two key moments in the film, at least two, where characters within the film 
have just listened to a statement and they are, something in them is massively changed. There's a wonderful moment that um, Haley has. Uh, Haley plays um, my partner, uh, the, um, the, the other female character who's not sitting here around the right. table, yes. uh, the wife of my character. And she's been hearing Belude's character talking about uh, was about the, the whole nature of, of, of photographing um, people in their mo moments of greatest weakness and then displaying those photographs. And the impact that has on Haley's character is so profound. So that listening that she's had to she's had to listen to this statement and it's awakened something in her that she's just been unaware of beforehand. And similarly for uh, my character as well, Haley says something to him about how often have you put your life at risk without before without right. asking me you and you sense that yeah. that is something he's never thought of yeah. before right. so I think there's within the film all of the characters hear something that actually they haven't really thought yes. through before there, it's quite real, profound it, it, it is and I, the Kierkegaard Danish philosopher says we only know ourselves in relation to others yeah. right so if we're not listening if you're not listening to your husband, and, right? How how can you actually ultimately know yourself? So so it's in a, it's in a community, right? It's it's with others. You can't bear bear uh, bear this alone, yeah. right? Um, is this the movie Blue Day that you read on paper? Is this what you expected to see? I mean, it sounds like your character is still developing, which again yeah, I will never yeah. forget. By the way, <laughs> love it, love it. But yeah, it, different about where you thought it would go. I think it well, obviously it's so much better than what I nice. than, like, than what I thought it would be. Just yeah, it's just so much better. And I, I find myself sometimes just replaying it in my head and and thinking. And I, I try not to think of what I would do better because that's that's just not helpful or effective or productive. But I find myself rediscovering not just Anishka, but rediscovering myself through Anishka's eyes. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, and I think it's because I did go in, to the point of, to your point of listening, I, I went in thinking Anishka was one way and one, mm. one, a certain way. And I came out seeing her in a completely different light. Right. And that in turn helped me see myself in a, in a different light, wow. in a different light. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, it, it... So sort of self-realization self within the moment. It was, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I did see it going one way, but it what I saw yesterday was worlds better. Was that the first time you'd seen the... F it, it, so, technically, yes. The first time in Sydney, I had to leave because my daughter was crying. So I was out of the theater for a good hour. Um, so this is the first time I watched the whole thing <laughs> completely wow. till the end. And, um, yeah, it, it's completely different from what um, I thought it would be, but pleasantly different. But pleasantly different. Pleasantly nice. Different. I think in the nature of the way in which Ben works and has said, well, I, I mean, I remember the Anishka character being Turkish. Uh, as That's correct. Uh, and wow. probably that might have been the character you first read. So just on that level, very major level, but on the ma major difference between the way you would initially read that character and what Blue Day has brought to it. because So it means that um, 
that Ben will shift the character to uh, incorporate a better idea, a better version of that character because of this particular actor who presents herself, Belude. And similarly with Andrew. And similarly, I think, with myself mm. and Haley. So all of these... Uh, I can't remember whether... I think Josie Avril Haley's character was always a dancer. But, Agreed. Uh, but anyway, Haley is a dancer as well, and so very good dancer. And so there's a whole lot of things that we all bring that are either in the script or then become part of the script and become part of that character. So the, the, the marriage between actor, human actor, individual mm-hmm. and character, kind of, they, they merge. And this is, this is where Ben's documentary, uh, let's take life and put a camera to it and let's also construct a, a, a story. These two things, this constructed narrative and this you know, eye on the world uh, Come, come together and I think that's what gives the film a great veracity and, and complexity because you're marrying documentary and, 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 and fiction if you like. And, and this is a question for anybody but for maybe for the two of you in particular is that, is that about a director's willingness to listen and, and being open to, to, to not only the moment but you've got this idea of a script because I would think there are directors out there like would you, for crying out loud Hugo can you just stick to your lines yeah, right. oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I've, you've, you've worked Oh, with oh yeah, right. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm always rewriting my lines. Oh, anyway, so. <laughs> but I think that's 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 a, that's an act. Uh, the more experience you have, the, the, you, you, you hopefully can bring something sure. more to something. Yeah. And, and it is a collaborative thing. It is a team effort. And and the more you can open yourself up, um, I'm speaking um, for Ben here, but I'm speaking for, for, for everyone within a team, the more we can all open ourselves up to everyone the better this collective exercise becomes and the richer it becomes and the more complex it becomes. But I think Ben, in my experience of working with Ben, he's, he's incredibly prepared, uh, uh, thoroughly prepared on every level, but has a wonderful flexibility uh, on the day and, and an ability to, to, to synthesise all the different uh, people uh, who are working with, with him and on all of their different stories and needs and wants. In the most calm manner, mm. so it's a, it's a real gift. I think. Mm. Well, and I, and I think on the same uh, uh, point, uh, trying to question, working with Hugo and questioning his instincts didn't seem right because he's constantly doing it anyway. I mean, I think that we'd, we'd do a scene and he would think, well, he would come back and he'd say, "What do you, did you think this would?" And we'd talk about it, and it was those instincts that we were throwing around. And I wasn't one to question it. I was saying, well, you know, you've got more experience. Yeah, you're trusted. You're you're the guy digging d- yeah. deep within the character. And I wanted to kind of uh, just hear more of that. Um, but I think on a different uh, angle with, with Andrew, that flexibility really worked for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that the it was each scene began with quite a loose approach. We yeah. would it, it, we kind of had goals that the scene would work towards that were written in a way. And then um, each each take, we'd just refine it a little bit more. And in that, in the edit, gave us a lot of choices, but it kept the spontaneity. And it, it, they were still discovering it while we're filming it. It's kind of real life having an impact on this fictional yeah. script, Very isn't much. it? Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind yeah. of an interesting yeah. uh, notion. Um, and Andrew raised a good point before, you know... We were trying to say, who is this character? Mm. And and there were a lot of questions on the page that certainly Andrew came up with. And one was, why has this character got this surname? I don't know any Sudanese people that are were Christian and now Muslim. I mean, that's not probably not a good example. But we had to find that person, 
you know. And so we would talk about, and he would come back to me and go, oh, "I found someone in real life who I think this is close to," and we would right. talk about that person. Right. So it was like, how can we? And I was always determined to push the idea that surely there's someone like this, you know, surely there's someone that we can find that is a contradiction in this way that you have known or we can kind of create those anchors for. Um, I understand you've got to get running, uh, getting rolling, I should say, yeah, uh, and maybe running, yeah, I don't yeah. know, um, to, to, to the light box. It is the I'll nature jump out of in five minutes. I've film, been film around festivals. Around. Well, then let's get one more question that's probably, again, anyone. Uh, the, the, the trauma-like nature of it, the PTSD, uh, the PTSD for both of you that you clearly notice through an interview on the radio, your character is listening. And here we are, we're back to listening. Um, and can probably hear the tension in your, I guess, inability to answer the questions. Well, I loved your line, by the way, uh, to your publicist maybe about, I can only be as interesting as the questions yeah. that are asked yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it's so funny. Nice out. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. My favorite is I, I, I have neither the time nor the crayons to explain this to you. That's my, yeah, that's okay. my favorite sort of yeah. uh, comeback. So you talked about trauma last night at the Q&A. Has this been a theme for you? Um, question for you, Hugo. Maybe after Penn leaves, if, if we're going to continue, yeah. is where do, what do you where do you draw from for for a character like that, and 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 to you as well, Andrew? Yeah, look, it's something that I've been fascinated by. I don't, I've kind of fallen into it in the way that the projects that have come to me, particularly in documentary, have revolved around trauma, and I I don't know what came first, but I guess in as you experience and you meet people in their life who who have experienced it in in through my work, um, it has become become more fascinating. And what what's fascinating me about it is the sheer number of people that have experienced it in their life, whether right. it's in a domestic right. setting or right. or war or, or anything like that. And it's a spectrum too, isn't it? I mean, I Whole mean, spectrum, the, the, yeah. the, there's trauma and then there's trauma and then there's trauma, and yeah. so I think we all have a sense of what trauma is, even if it's a tiny, tiny sense of it. But we don't all have the sense of massive trauma and how what they do. But we have an inkling of how it might affect us all, I think. It's an amazing scene with the doctor, how yeah. it, it teases out, dec- and then we land on decades of yeah. trauma. And you and feel, How many concussions? Yeah. Well, you can feel, you can see in that scene how, how much his coping mechanisms, how he's been able to deal yes, with this yes. in a way by keeping it outside. He kind of, the questions are happening, he's responding right, to them, right. but it's, there's, a, there's an armour, there's a distance, there's a, there's a capable management of something, right. and that's how he's existed. He's had so, seen so much trauma and, and experienced so much percussive trauma, literal sure. trauma, sure. Uh, over many, many, many years, decades, uh, and uh, and and his coping mechanism s- seems to be one of well, a, a very masculine kind of way of dealing with it. You you bury it, you move on. You bury it within your body. How was you your trip? On. Good. Yeah, mm. yeah, good. It's it's even got a slight, yeah. up, you know, inflection to it. And it's and it's even there's even an ironic, uh, sort of tone in that uh, response because he knows that. By saying good, that Josie knows that he's been traumatized, but he's actually saying it's fine. Let's not mm-hmm. go there. So there's there's, there's, there's there's layers within that response that reveal a lot about the way in which he manages his trauma. I think. And that that was something that Hugo and I discussed, particularly in relation to how the two men in the film relate to their trauma. And I think that uh, in Sebastian's character, it is about the past. It's about regret, which creates a lot of sadness, I think, in his character. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hugo's 
trauma is relation to the future. And, and, and in that creates anxiety. So you have two men relating to trauma in a very different way. Sure. Yeah. Um, and one, one is trying to block out the past and one is kind of has an anxiety about the future. And I think in that, and that's where the two men kind of come together and help themselves. But it was certainly something that we talked about early on in trying to capture that so other people can relate to that in their, their life. And also there's vicarious trauma in which right. if you spend time with someone who has yeah. severe trauma or any level of trauma, you yourself start to absorb Well, all, all the characters are traumatised in that way, all of them. I mean, certainly all, all of our choir, you can just see in that oh, wonderful right. scene where they're all introducing yeah. themselves. Eat the, just that simple line, I'm so-and-so and I'm from such-and-such, such, all of that trauma is, is somehow either revealed or sat upon. Yeah. But it's there, you can see it. Um, you have to go. Yeah. I do, thank yeah. you for having me. Do, should we give you a round of applause? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah thank you. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of a trauma, because in, in Cairo, I worked with lawyers and we, we write people case and we present, they, they present it to the UN. And I got to know a lot of stories that people have, things that they went through. Uh, particularly, there was one, one of the story that it was so, so hard to, to bear. Mm. And the interviewer from UN began crying. She was crying. They were all crying with the, uh, with the case owner. So they went out, they, they had a drink of coffee and tea, came back again, and uh, he was given money, still not enough. So there were so many things, because his story was very different. And he said he doesn't have anyone on earth, because there was a woman who, um, who went through adultery. He had children with that man, and he went through adultery. And that man realized, and uh, they were divorced. She didn't have anywhere to go. And that child was born uh, to nobody. And that new husband rejected her. And that child is him. Mm. And this guy, actually, when he came to the church, when in Khartoum, he came to my house. So we kept him in the house. He's well educated and everything, but he doesn't have anybody anywhere. And his his mother died because of that pain. His mother died. And the husband there died as well. So he lost everybody. You know. But uh luckily enough he's accepted. He's in the US now. Mm. He's in the US Army. In the U.S. Army. Oh, US oh, Army. That's a bit of a turn. home. That's well. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know if this is. I don't think this is too thin of a connection. But I, I, I think I referred to this before the the recorder was going. But one of my and maybe before you were here today. But one of my favorite moments. So many in the film is when you're suffering a nightmare. Hugo and, and you lean over and turn on the light and, and there's a post-it note yeah. Yeah. and the word home. I thought as you were talking about this man, I just thought isn't, and then your your theme of land and you you, you not wanting any land yeah. <laughs> yeah. wanting to live in the, like there's just again, back back to so many layers um, it's about, isn't it about finding a place to be, 
to, to feel at home, yeah. to be at home, uh, and, and home really. And it's kind of fun that we're sitting around a kitchen table here yeah. right now, isn't it? Yeah. The metaphor. Well, it's it's, it's so so true for for Andrew's character. That sense of what's that wonderful line about? One day we will have a place mm-hmm. where we will. I can't remember. Begin what life. life. We'll begin. Yeah. You know, live the life that we you know yes. Yes. that we can live, yes. and it's yes. a, it's a future aspiration. Yeah. D- Dan's. Uh, 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 um, thing is home because he travels from one war zone to another from you know he's in the South Sudan he's in Syria he's in Afghanistan he's in wherever he is in Iraq uh, and he's being traumatized in all those areas uh, every night he he's he's having nightmares we see him waking up from a, 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 a number of times he, he's shocked out of sleep mm. and and that reminder, that post-it note home, that reminder something will bring him back to where he is now, just to somehow to so he can hold on to something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I think home, home is is critically important for all of them. Um, I, the, the home re- and home renovation. Let's go to the home renovations, and and we're probably going to have to wrap up in a couple of minutes here. But I'm, I, if Ben had been here, I would have asked him the, the question about the carpet. Was that in the script? The ripping up of the carpet. What a beautiful moment! I mean, I was there with you guys. Like honestly, it was beautiful. The yeah. the again the commitment to just rip the hell out of this stuff that's old and needs to go and it's time for the new and the bugs and then the washing yeah. another great line the miracle of running water yeah. Yeah. beautiful yeah. line yeah. such a great line right so it's and yeah. there they both are bathing yeah. themselves that's right it's running over their heads yeah, it's, it's, lovely. Quite, yeah. it's lovely yeah yeah so, so so i get you know what blue day so so um let's t- let's go back to the aspiration can we can we go back to that hope because ultimately this is a film about hope right I mean it's a dark film there's a dark sorry there's dark moments dark in the hope, film yeah. how's that it's not a dark film no, it's it's a very hopeful film and 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 it's a layered film and it's it's about empathy for others yeah. and it's about listening and so on and um you're a, a new mom fairly new mom second time yeah second, I've got a, okay, a three-year-old okay, three okay, okay so, yeah. yeah yeah and I know that being a dad has uh, I've got a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old has made me so much more present and not yeah. horrible at being present. You yeah. know, I'm always in the next moment and yeah. so on. And I, I think that's certainly, yeah, yeah. certainly a theme of, of, of being at home. Um, yeah, can you, can you chat a little bit about that uh, in relation to, you know, just, you know, wh- wh- where you're heading as, aspirationally? What's next maybe? And that could be a nice way to, to, to tie the, up the loose ends. You clearly, Andrew, have a career ahead of you, so uh, <laughs> giddy up yeah. or buckle up, I guess, <laughs> that might be the phrase. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'd love mm. to hear where Hugo's going to. You know, I just want to do more, more mm. Move films like this yeah. that they make a difference, and I, I feel like I've I've come to the point where it's no longer. This is why I love film. This is just why I love film. It lit- literally can change the world. Mm-hmm. It it and it does. It transforms lives, and it, it 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 can make a difference if you let it. And that's why I want to do more because now that I've got kids, for me, it's also about living, um, leaving a le- or creating a legacy, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. and teaching yeah. them about leaving the world a better place than they left it, you know? And I know that sounds very corny and probably cliche, and but it's it's really true. I do want to leave a mark and hopefully do make, create work that, that um, touches people and that reveals 
that at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whether you're from South Sudan or from Australia or Kenya or America. We all want the same thing. We want a home. Home and, and well, legacy is so important. And, and, and as we sort of slowly wind down mm -hmm. here, yeah. don't you wonder, your Daniel wonders about his legacy? Has, has it made any difference? Yeah, indeed. Right? The yeah. boxes of very, photos. Very, very sad how, how, how empty and gutted he actually can be at, at many times. And yet the difference that uh, And yet he, he's up. kept on trying, kept on moving. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but has, has, has all of this has this a brain full of plaque he says and has it made any difference you know all of, all of these photos all of this has it actually affected change has it mm. which goes back to what we were talking yeah, about at the beginning yeah, absolutely. but I remain, yeah. I remain hopeful even yes, though that yes. hope you're smiling true. again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew are you ready for are you ready for the career that's uh, uh, are you or, or, or is it a career as a taxi driver that's uh, you're, you're not working for the, was it the no I'm not a taxi driver <laughs> driving, <laughs> like, no, you're driving not, buses yeah. at the driving moment driving buses yeah. at the moment nice yeah, Good for you. Uh, I'm actually writing a story right now Good because um, in the state where I'm from, there's a bit of a problem with youth, and we are facing really deep uh, problems over there, in which I'm part of uh, a task force member that we are trying to change them around, and I'm showing them that uh, things are possible. We can do things in a better way. Nice. You know, we should get rid of all negative things. Yeah. We are in a new world, so let's do better things that can uh, can help everyone. And is it a story that you may uh, be a part of, as far as more than writing, directing, or being? Yeah, this time I will be the director and I will be an actor. Ah, the and, same and Bulude will be your wife again. Or? <laughs> I don't so know if she will accept to do that, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Nico is the one pushing me to do that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because he mentioned that these people don't know your lives. He doesn't, they don't know. You have to tell them. Yeah. Tell them, tell them. You this know. is Nicola Thuris. Nicola Thuris is in the film. He plays the neighbor. Oh, okay. Nicola yes, Thuris yes, is a yes. wonderful actor who oh. now says, I don't act anymore. But he's in the film. But he's in the film. And he also spent some time with Andrew prior to making the film. Yeah. Because Nico, out of his great acting experience, also became a bit of an acting guru, mm. and started to teach acting. And he was he was uh, often employed on film, TV sets to work with non-actors or work with kids. Initially, mm. there was a TV series about a school, and he was working with a lot of non-actors and trying to establish methodologies for people who haven't acted before, working out. How do I approach this? How do I? What is acting? Right. What is non-acting? Right. How, how can I tell a story through my whole body and voice and with these words? And how can I? How can I make this true and believable? That's Nico. What Nico does. So yeah. That's that references the yeah. man yeah. Just, you just was, mentioned. As a great, uh, as you were just talking about it, uh, you're writing a, a personal story, and don't we all? I, I mean, couldn't I, I, I think I realized a few years ago you could fly anywhere in the world with a camera, parachute in, and, and begin making a film. Yeah. You really could, yeah. and isn't that amazing? And I yeah. love your hope and aspiration, and I'm glad you're still hopeful. <laughs> you know? And I'm hopeful for you, uh, Andrew, and your film, and we've been talking oh, about you. Hearts and Bones today at the Toronto International Film Festival, and I knew it. I feel like we barely started, and we're 40 minutes in. Hugo Weaving, Ben Lawrence, Andrew Lurie, and uh, Baluni Watson, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you so much.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.